You are listening to How Does She Do It, episode 51. Welcome to the ride. Thank you for joining me for another episode of How Does She Do It, a podcast dedicated to sharing practical insight and honest perspective on being grown. My name is Tiffany and I am your host. And if this is your first time listening, welcome. If this is your fourth, fifth, sixth, 49th, 50th time listening, welcome back. We are very, very happy to have you. The show notes for this week's episode will be available at HowDoesSheDoItPodcast.com, and you can listen to the show either directly on the website. If you're listening to this, that means you've already figured out how to listen to the show. But in case you want to tell somebody else, you can send them directly to the website, HowDoesSheDoItPodcast.com, and the show is also available just about wherever you can listen to podcasts, Apple Podcasts, uh, Acast, Stitcher, Overcast, TuneIn, you name it, it's probably there, Google Play Music as well. And um, if you're listening to this podcast, not in Apple Podcasts, let me know. Send me a message. Um, you can find me on Twitter at Tiff South. You can find me on Instagram at Tiff South. You can also find me on Instagram and Twitter at how does underscore she do it. That's the show's podcast page. And I'm happy to communicate with you there or uh, either Twitter or Instagram. If you are listening to the show and kind of want to tweet while you're listening, use the hashtag, how does she do it? And I will be able to find your tweets and listen and figure out, you know, kind of what your thoughts are as you're listening to the episodes. And if you do that, just let me know. Like I said, you can, you find me on Twitter, find me on the Instagrams. I do a lot of Instagram stories more. I used to do Snapchat too. I do, I still do Snapchat, but now I'm doing more of my stories on Instagram. So that's at Tiff South and um, follow me. And I hope you enjoy. And if you ever want to share any questions, comments, um, any topic suggestions, you can send an email to Tiffany at how does she do it podcast.com. And I would be happy to hear what you got to say. Appreciate your comments, appreciate your feedback, anything that you'd like to share with me. I greatly appreciate it. And if you haven't had the opportunity to do so, please leave a five-star rating and review in the Apple podcast app. And it's a little bit easier to do than it used to be. If you go into the podcast app, which is the purple app on your phone, a lot of people don't usually, so some people don't even know where it is on their phones. But if you go to this podcast app and then you search for how does she do it and then make sure you look for practical insight you know, that is my podcast. You tap that, um, <laughs> that, uh, name, the image will come up. And then when you scroll to the bottom of the podcast page, now there's a section that just says, like, it tells you where to, how to write a review. It kind of gives you an overview of the podcast. I am very happy to say that I have a five-star rating in the Apple podcast app, which is like, is so great and so humbling. And that's because you all continue to leave me those ratings and reviews. So continue to do so. I really appreciate it. It really matters. And it helps other people see the show as valuable and see the show as something worth listening to. And I try to read a listener review at the end of every episode. So if you leave a written review in the Apple Podcasts app, or if you leave a review in another app, uh, I will read it in one of in a future episode. So please leave a written review. I appreciate you in advance. And let's get ready to get into just my thoughts. <laughs>
This week's Just My Thought is brought to you by Devon Franklin's new book called The Hollywood Commandments, A Spiritual Guide to Secular Success. So in addition to this book, I bought this one recently. I also bought T.D. Jake's new book called Soar, and I bought Gabrielle Union's book, We're Going to Need More Wine. So I started with The Hollywood Commandments, and I was a little hesitant at first because there sometimes is a, is a tendency when believers in Christ are talking about faith-based things, they don't always say the name of Jesus. And that's just something that I observe. I understand sometimes the hesitancy to do so. However, I was interested to see how spiritual or how kind of biblical and faith-based this book would be. In addition to me thinking that Devon Franklin is a very, I really enjoy watching his, his speeches and his sermons online. He is a very, he's a very dynamic speaker in my opinion. And he really has a good way, a really good way of connecting to the audience and using really good biblical principles and making them very practical. And that's one of the things that I have been seeking out a lot lately in my own journey and in my own search as I try, as I try to be able to do the same thing on my podcast and the things that I do is to make biblical principles more practical and actionable in our adulting, you know, challenging world that we're in. But I am, like I said, I'm not, I'm not even halfway through this book. So you'll hear me probably reference it several times over the next couple of weeks. But one of the things he told the story of David and Goliath and what I thought was so powerful is he said, David did not have a slingshot and five stones mentality. And what he was talking about was how, you know, David claimed victory in God's name when he was coming up against this giant and how important it is for us to believe and have the faith of the God that we serve in order to walk in the things that we are capable and gifted and called to do. And so I just wanted to take that little nugget. Like there are a lot, a lot of gems in here. I might do an episode that kind of highlights you know, just the lessons that I've learned from this book alone, but, you know, don't have a slingshot and five stones mentality, go out and claim the victory that you are promised already. And that was what David did. That's why that one of the reasons, one of the many reasons the story of David and Goliath is so powerful is that based on what he showed up as looking like the world underestimated him, but his victory had already been written and he knew that and he walked in that. And that is the most, I think that that's the hardest piece is making the connection between what a promise, a promise that has been made to us by God in his word and then our ability and ownership of said promise and then walking in that promise. That is the thing that I am working to learn to do every single day in my life and learning how to encourage others to be aware of what those promises are and then to have the tools and the faith and the self-confidence and the and the ownership of said promise so that we can live out our purpose and live out our faith. So Take, take a peek, uh, take a peek. If you haven't already picked up Devon Franklin's, uh, the Hollywood commandments, I think it's a really good read. Um, and I am, like I said, I'm reading a few, I'll be reading a few other books. I'm trying to actually learn to read one book at a time. 
I'm really not good at doing that because I, <laughs> because there are some books that are meant to be picked up and put down and some people can't start another book without finishing one. I'm not that person. So at any given moment, you'll find me reading, you know, at least three or four books at a time. So let me know what you're reading. I'm reading the Hollywood commandments. We'll be reading sore. We'll be reading. We're going to need more wine. What are some of the things you're reading? Hit me up on Twitter at Tiff South at how does underscore she do it. <laughs> Sometimes I don't even remember my own stuff. Use the hashtag. How does she do it on Twitter or on Instagram? And let me know what books you're reading. And if I should pick up, pick up something that you're, that you're checking out. Hey booze, if you are ready to own your story, work with purpose and live boldly in your faith, then you should consider the How She Elevates coaching experience. This coaching experience will be starting at the beginning of 2018, but we are taking applications now for very, very few slots. And if you are interested, you should go to howdoesshedoitpodcast.com or fourcornerscoach.com slash how she elevates. There will be links to this link in the show notes. You will find more information about the program, but the general idea is that I want you to take your life to the next level. And if you're ready to do so, I want to be able to help you do that. We will have group coaching sessions. We will have training sessions. You'll have one-on-one -on -one sessions with me. We will talk about your careers. We will talk about your purpose. We will talk about your faith. And we will talk about how to make sure that you are living your whole and most authentic life. So if you're interested, visit fourcornerscoach.com slash how she elevates. You can find the link to the landing page and to the application in the show notes for this week's episode. But I'm looking forward to having you and let's get on with the episode. One of the things that's kind of been on my mind for the last several weeks has been the prevalence of the Me Too story in the media. And it has taken more of a mental toll on me than I really could anticipate um, because it's it started, it was triggered by the Harry Weinstein allegations, if you can even call them allegations, of his sexual harassment, misconduct, abuse, assault of many, many people in Hollywood, men and women included. And what has happened as a result has been this kind of, I don't know if it's called, if a domino effect uh, explosion, like tiny explosions all over the place of now as one group of people have been empowered to tell their stories, now we're hearing of the prevalence of misconduct in several, several different communities within Hollywood. And... Honestly, when I started recording, I did not intend to take this in this direction, but what it brought up for me was the importance of being aware of your experiences and taking inventory of your life. As someone who has a Me Too story that started in my childhood, I am a survivor of sexual abuse. It has been immensely important over the course of my adult life to 
be aware of that experience and not just aware of it in a kind of I know it happened, but aware of it in the sense that I am paying attention to the way that that the results of that experience has played out and does play out in the way that I show up in this world. And so in thinking about these, the stories that are, that are happening for that, the the way that the, these stories are bringing up feelings and emotions and thoughts for me, without a doubt, there are millions of other people in this country who are impacted in a similar way. And so taking it away kind of directly from the Me Too situation, I wanted to talk about the importance of taking inventory of your life, taking inventory of your experiences and the value that having just an awareness of of the things that you have been through, how that can influence your life for positive growth and positive change. And many of us, we take our life experiences for granted, right? Because, and not like in the same way that you take the heat in your home for granted, or you take your, you know, car for granted, but in the sense that we dismiss, we undermine, we downplay, or we tuck away the things that we've been through simply because for a few different reasons, there's a few different reasons why we do that. They're either painful. So walking in awareness of those things will also be painful. They're too close to us in the sense that people, in the same way that people minimize their strengths or their experiences or their talents, we also minimize those things that we've been through because it's just like, oh yeah, that's normal. That's like a part of my life. We don't see them because they're not happening right now. We don't see value in thinking about those things that we've been through or we think that remembering or being intentional about reflecting on our past experiences is the same thing as dwelling on the past. And they are not the same thing because when, when I think of dwelling on the past, I think being stuck there. Whereas reflecting on and being aware of the past means being willing to, to recognize the, the fact that that thing happened. It means being able to say that this thing was an important experience for me. This thing mattered to me. This thing was shaping in my life. And so here is how it applies now and how it applies going forward, or here is how it impacted me. And now I can go forward as opposed to being like, you know, living dwelling, dwelling means to me, woe is me. I can't believe this happened. I'm so sad, blah, 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 blah. That's not the kind of, that's not the kind of reflecting or taking inventory that I'm talking about. So what I'm going to do is do a little taking inventory of my own life to kind of walk you through how you can do this for yourself. And then some questions that you can ask yourself in order to begin to figure out how these experiences have shaped you and how they may continue to shape you. And just a a disclaimer kind of to get started. When I talk about taking inventory of your life or thinking about significant experiences, I'm not talking about only bad, challenging, traumatic, you know, difficult, that kind of thing. I'm not talking about that because there are lots of different experiences that we all have in our life that impact, that are really, really great, that impact us still, and things that are really, really challenging that impact us still. And for those of you that have been listening for some time, there 
will be some things that you hear me mention coming coming up that you've heard before. There will be some maybe some things that are new. And for those of you who are new, this, you know, welcome. This is a it might be an introduction to me. So, you know, and for others, it's a reintroduction. So shout out to Jay. Um, allow me to reintroduce myself. My name is Tiff South. No, I'm just kidding. So when I was trying to think about how to describe the way that I experienced my life before I became cognizant of taking inventory of the things that I had been through. Uh, it made, I made me think about being a law student and what being a law student was like. So when I started law school, I was a very passive learner. I would show up to class. I did my reading. I took my notes. I had four different highlighted, you know, colors. I had the facts of the case, the holding, the reasoning, the rules, the policy. I had each of those things, like everything was like distinctly highlighted over the course of a semester. I chose different colors to do different things. And when I would show up to class, I still couldn't really keep up. The professor would say words like I'd never heard those words before. I didn't really know what was, what they were talking about. And I would try my best but I still was not picking up what the professor was putting down in <laughs> in some of my classes. And then I would look at some of my classmates' case books, which are basically textbooks that hold the cases that we study in law school, and I would see all kinds of notes in the margin of their books. And then I would look at my book, and I had mad highlights, I had underlines, but I didn't have notes in the margin. I took notes elsewhere, but what I realized after learning and starting to talk to some of my classmates more, what they were doing is they were actively reading as they were reading the material. So when they read something and it piqued their interest in a certain way or it it, cre it created a chain of thought for them, they made a note in the margin. Whereas what I was doing, I was reading everything kind of straight through and then going back and kind of generally trying to summarize. But what was happening is I was missing bits and pieces. I was missing things that were anchoring. I was missing things that were really, really important that would help build on the learning that was the future learning that was to come. And that is kind of how many of us approach our own lives, right? We go through everything every single day. We've been through our own lives, right? Because we're living our own lives. And we know generally what we've been through, but many of us haven't sat with the things that we've been through and really thought about, well, how has this thing made me who I am? And that it's and it's due to a lot of different reasons, right? It's like we know that you know, time is short. So, you know, we, some of us, we don't have time to be, I'm not talking about sitting and meditating every single day for two hours at a time and being all, you know, touchy feely, frou frou, frilly frilly about it. But because life happens so fast, we don't necessarily take the time to stop and say, well, you know, how, how am I doing right now? How have I been changed by the series of events that have just happened to me? Because we're so busy trying to just live. We're so busy trying to just actually get through the thing and the place that we're in right now. And there's nothing wrong with that. But what I want to encourage you to do, you know, beginning today is to learn to take inventory and review the things that you have been through and the things that you have experienced so that you don't 
undervalue or underappreciate or miss some of the opportunity and the learning and the values that have come from the things that you've been through, even when you might not, might not even recognize how impactful those things have been. This need to take inventory in my own life came up for me kind of strong when I was in college. And it hit me like, like a ton of bricks. <laughs> and I laugh because you know, I, I went to school. I was so, you know, I was ready to go. I was like, yo, I'm, you know, I'm from Hempstead. These people think I'm not smart. They don't think I deserve to be here. And I was walking around with these giant, you know, these giant chips on my chips on my shoulder that were really, you know, motivating and really valuable to me at the time. But as the stress of life started to happen, I started to experience thoughts and feelings that, I couldn't really make sense of at the time. And it was like I was laying a wall of like confusion and frustration and anger and insecurity and shame brick by brick by brick, all while, you know, pre presenting this image of this, you know, this tough, sarcastic, funny, I was active, I, you know, I was in the community, I was, you know, stepping, I was doing all this kind of stuff. And meanwhile, I was like, I was hurting inside. And that was because I was passively aware of the things that I had been through, but I hadn't really taken it in. So I am from, you know, a town in called Hempstead, Long Island. Shout out to Hempstead. Um, it is a it's in Nassau County, suburb of, of, you know, New York City. And, you know, my mom had me when she was 19 years old. It was that was two years after her own mom had passed passed away. My mother and my father didn't stay together. And shortly after I was born, my mother had my brother uh, three years later, my younger brother. And my mom began to use drugs after around that time. So she was addicted to crack cocaine for several years of my childhood. And it got to the point where my mother and my brother and I were taken to, excuse me, my brother and I were, went to live with my, my brother's grandmother, my brother's paternal grandmother. And whenever you hear me refer to my grandmother, it's usually my, this grandma that I'm referring to because I, she raised me for many years of my childhood. And so we lived with her until I was about 12 and my mom got clean. We moved back in with my mom and my mother had, had had two other children while my brother and I were living with my grandmother. So I had two little sisters. So, you know, we had gone from living in a, in a house on one side of town to a small apartment with people who, you know, we knew them, they were our family, but we didn't really, quite frankly, we didn't really know them that well. And, you know, all in between all of this, I was a really good student. I played basketball. I played the viola. I went to church. I, you know, saw my aunts and my cousins every weekend. And, you know, we had, we just had a really, we had a really, really good time. Christmases were always a lot of fun. We did community service. And I was also dealing with sexual abuse while all of this was happening. And eventually that ended. And, you know, I knew then that I had self-esteem issues, but I, just, I had this desire for attention. I had this desire for approval, but I thought that was just normal teenage stuff. And, you know, I had all of these perceptions of my physical appearance, all these perceptions of my worth, of my value, but I just chalked that up to just being, you know, normal. It was normal everyday stuff. And I know that teenagers go through normal, you know, issues with secure, with insecurities and self-esteem and peer pressure and, you know, conflict and all that kind of stuff. But when, 
I got to college, a lot of this stuff caught up with me. <laughs> and it caught up with me because for I, you know, I can't really say if there was one particular thing that happened that kind of caused all of this to kind of, you know, come to come to bear, so to speak. But even once I realized that there was something not quite right going on inside my emotional and my mental state, I still, I pushed, I pushed it to the side and I pushed it away and I denied what I felt was happening because I was so focused on right now on today. I didn't stop to evaluate and say, you know, why am I feeling these things? How has the inventory of my experiences impacted the emotions that I am experiencing today? I didn't have time for that. And quite frankly, I probably wasn't mature enough to do that at that point anyway. But if you're listening to this, then chances are you're probably, um, you know, you have been through some stuff already. Life has has handed you some cards that are both really, really great and really, really challenging. And when's the last time you sat and thought about those things? When's the last time you sat and really thought about the way that some experiences that you had, good and bad, in your childhood influence the values that you have today? Do, you know... Does it really matter to you that your family sit around the dinner table at dinner? Why does that matter to you? Because that could be a source of that could be a source of of a value difference between you and a partner going forward later. I know for me, that's important to me because that's what we did every day with my grandmother. We sat down and we ate dinner. There was no television. You know, we couldn't eat our drink our juice until after we had finished eating our food, our little half a cup of juice. And we talked and we sat at dinner and we talked. And the you know as 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 extensive as Jamaican as a Jamaican grandmother would talk with their grandkids, but that's what we did, right? So, you know, this sounds like it sounds a little. Um, it might sound a little like like I said before, like frou frou. But what I encourage you to do is. I'm I'm going to list out a couple steps that I want you to take now. So if you're going to take notes, this is a good time to take notes or you can come back to this point in the episode. But I want you to sit down with a journal or with a blank document and I want you to ask yourself a few questions. I want you to ask yourself, what have I experienced? And take, think of three to five things related to your family, related to relationships, education, faith, and money. And I want you to, when you're thinking about those things, I want you to be mindful of dismissing what seems minute or normal. And I want you to think specifically about your childhood and what stands out about it. Um, Like I mentioned earlier, mealtimes is something that stands out about my childhood. Using Saturday mornings to clean while we were listening to WBLS because we weren't allowed to listen to Hot 97 (laughs) growing, growing up. You, those are the things that stand out about my childhood. Um, you know, something else that we, we used to do, we used to have to, um, we didn't have, we didn't have like cakes and snacks when we, you know, when we lived with my mom, but we always had white bread and we always had butter and we always had sugar and we always had cinnamon. So what my mother taught us how to do was make this thing called sweet bread. And we used to take the broiler. We didn't have a toaster and we would put some, spread some butter on a piece of white bread, sprinkle some brown sugar on it and some cinnamon and put that joint in the broiler and we made we made sweet bread. And and I point that out as an example as and it seems silly, but that example, that experience 
taught me the importance of making the best of the things that you have and making something out of nothing. And we didn't know we didn't have, you know, we didn't feel like, oh, you know, I wish I had an Entenmann's donut or something like that right now. But we knew we could use the things that we had to make something that was important to us. And that is a lesson that when not even paying attention is something that I apply to other areas of my life. So what I'm trying to encourage you to do by thinking about taking inventory of your own life is to begin to make connections between the strengths that you have and the and the the resourcefulness that you have and the resilience that you have and figure out where those things come from. Because if you know, if you can begin to find where your strength and your, where your resiliency comes from, then you can make connections between everything that you go through and see value in every experience, even when that experience is negative, even when that experience is challenging, or, and you can also see the value and the way that positive experiences shape who you are and shape the things that you want and the way that you try to get those things. So just a quick review, you have a blank, you know, a blank document, a, you know, note on your phone, uh, Google Docs, Evernote, whatever you use, or you have a journal entry and you are writing down what you have experienced. And it's just the facts here. So, you know, take three to five things that happened to you from your childhood, positive or negative, that relate. Think about your family. Think about relationships, education, faith, money, ma entertainment, like major kind of areas of life. And then write those things down and just kind of write the facts of that situation. What happened? What was the experience like? Not, not the emotions yet. Because the second thing that you're going to do is you're going to then ask yourself, how did that experience impact me? What feeling did it leave? How has it shaped my view or perspective on certain things? Did it influence the way that I see myself? So one thing that I can think about is like being around all of my cousins and my family for Christmas and how we would have Christmas at you know, my, my mom's house. And then we had Christmas at my grandmother's house. And then we have Christmas at my aunt Kay's house. And like all of those experiences made me realize that family comes in a lot of different shapes and sizes and that every part of your family is just as important to you as the, as the other, because they're all a part of who you are. Right. So that's just another thing. Like how did the experience of going to see my cousins on Christmas, how did that shape me? What does that cause me to want in my own life now, in my own life going forward. And then the last question I want you to ask yourself is what now? And that is like, what do you mean? What now? But basically I want you to think about how that experience, does it seem relevant today? Does it, are there any connections between that experience that you've identified and anything that's showing up in your life today? One of the things that you, you know, that you've listed or that you've outlined, it may connect to an unmet goal or dream that you have. It might remind you of an important experience that has helped make you who you are. It might influence your values or what you want in certain areas of your life. Or it may connect to a struggle that you are currently still dealing with. Or it could just remind you and solidify something that you already know about yourself and you just continue to march forward, right? So that is the, that's the value of taking inventory of your life is you're not just kind of just moving forward 
through your experiences without recognizing that every experience that we have has the potential to impact us in some way. And some things don't, right? Like I'm not trying to say that every single little thing that you've been through is going to lead to this profound epiphany that like shapes your life. But more times than not, there are some very, very significant things that just because of the pace of life, just because we are so focused on moving forward and getting to that next thing, that we don't take the time to appreciate where we are, what we have been through, and how what we have been through has impacted where we are right now and where we want to go in the future. So just a quick review of those things, the, the three steps of taking inventory of your life. You want to think about what have you experienced and just and write kind of just factually what was that thing, three to five things that you experienced. Then you ask yourself, how did that experience impact me? What feelings did it leave? Has it shaped my view or my perspective on certain things? And does it influence the way that I see myself or the way that I see other people in any way? And what kind of what are those things related to that? And the last question you want to ask is what now? What is, you know, how does this thing impact how I move forward right now in my life? If it doesn't, that's cool. If it potentially has a, has the has the potential to impact the way that you shape your career, the way that you think about your relationships, the way that you think about yourself, the way that you think about your faith, then, you know, think about those things and and make the connections between those experiences and what is showing up for you right now. And I would love to hear something that came up for you as a result of doing this exercise. You can send me an email Tiffany at how does she do it podcast.com. You can hit me up on Twitter or Instagram at Tiff South. That's Tiff with two F's. You can also uh, send me a message via the show page, which is how does underscore she do it at um, on Twitter and on Instagram. And I would love to hear from you. I think this is a small exercise that has the potential to be impactful because it's just something that we just don't do every day. We know that we've been through things. Sometimes there's this nagging feeling that something that we did before drives us in a certain way, but we've never really thought about it. We've never been intentional about it. So be intentional about taking inventory of your life, thinking about how your past experiences impact where you are right now. And when you are able to do that and you will see connections between your life and things will seem much more purposeful and meaningful than they have in the past. And going forward, I'm going to kind of continue to do some of these some of these types of exercises as we close out this year and kind of build ourselves and get ready to approach 2018 and launch into the goals that we have for ourselves as well as get ready to launch into the the how she elevates program that I'm very very excited about and I think that does it for the main part of the show <laughs> So now we're going to read this week's listener review, and it comes from Frawl, Frawl in Blue. I know I have a strong feeling I'm not saying that that right, but it is a five star rating and review, and it just says simply very thoughtful and enjoyable to listen to. Great reflections. Thank you so much for leaving those thoughts and taking the time to rate and review the podcast in the Apple Podcast app. And if you have not done so, please, please feel free to do so. I encourage you to do so. I thank you in advance for leaving a five-star rating and review for the show. 
As always, it is a pleasure to talk with you and to have you listen, even though (laughs) I can't see you listening. I appreciate you in advance and I look forward to connecting with you on social media. Please feel free to to connect with me at TipSouth at how does underscore she do it. And until next time, be blessed and be a blessing. Peace.